Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Erios. Hi, I'm best-smelling author Maribel May, and you're listening to The Complete Wedding. Make sure to check out the entire Complete Woman series now on the Erios Network and available wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't miss my latest installment, The Complete Christmas, debuting December 3rd. Enjoy! Hello and welcome back to The Complete Wedding with your awfully wedded host, Maribel May. You identified your colors in episode two, and now it's time to talk traditions in episode three, Wedding Day Rituals. Every wedding is woven through with the thread of old traditions and customs. From the exchanging of the rings, to the tossing of the bouquet, to the binge eating of the jello mold, wedding day traditions connect us to all the dead brides and grooms who came before. It's important to respect these customs, and even though they may seem superfluous, to include them in your big day, so that you may avoid scandalizing your conservative Aunt Penelope. After all, weddings are all about trying desperately not to upset anyone. In order to understand our modern wedding customs, we must look back to the ancient origins of the wedding oath. Marriage dates all the way back to before microwave ovens, when every meatloaf was cooked over an open flame. To the days of Hammurabi's Code. You know those little rules carved into stone? It was the original to-do list. Back in Mr. Hammurabi's day, women didn't have a lot of say in who they married. Forget courtship and dating. Back then, they held bride auctions, where the prettiest girl would go to the highest bidder. I wonder what I would have gone for back then. Hello, here we go. Step right up to the bride auction of tennis. Here we go. One dollar, one dollar, no, one twenty, one twenty with the man in the ten-gallon hat. Hey, five, 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 one, 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 twenty, 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 get you thirty, 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 forget you forty, forty, four, we're here, one forty, one forty, two dollars from the big spender. Hey, oh, ever, 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 forget two ten, two thirty, no, two thirty, going once, twice, sold, two twenty, better than house, oh. Two dollars and twenty cents? That's not bad. Meanwhile, in the Mediterranean, up until the 13th century, men were allowed to marry other men in what they called spiritual brotherhoods. These male bonding ceremonies were a way to seal business deals, but they looked a lot like a wedding and even ended in a smooch. I like to imagine Freck in the boardroom sealing a deal like this. All right, Stan, you sure know how to play hardball. But you got yourself a deal. Alas, these were put to a stop in 1306 when that old cockblock Byzantine Emperor Andronicus II declared such ceremonies, along with sorcery and incest, to be unchristian. He's no fun. 
And by the 17th and 18th centuries, those Enlightenment thinkers pioneered the idea that life was about the pursuit of happiness. They advocated marrying for love and not for wealth or social status, and regardless of parental approval. And thus, divorce was born. Romeo, oh Romeo, why dost thou leave the toilet seat up? So that's where we are today. Now let's take a look at some of these moth-eaten traditions we still incorporate into our modern weddings. The father of the bride gives the bride away because in the olden days women were considered property. They were objects back then, like a chair or a pillow. I consider this the good old days. I wish I were a chair. Chairs never have to do any household chores. They just get to sit around all day. Not fair. The honeymoon dates back to ancient times when women were captured by their grooms and taken against their will. After the wedding, the grooms kept the bride in hiding so that her family wouldn't be able to find her. They would just hide out and drink honey mead the whole time for thirty days until the moon waned. Sounds like a vacation to me. The wedding cake, traditionally a fruit cake, symbolizes the bride's virginity, and the cutting of the cake symbolizes the breaking of the hymen. Yum. The bouquet was originally a collection of herbs like dill and rosemary. The scent was to keep evil spirits away, and also because people were real stinky back then. Having our bridesmaids dress in matching costumes isn't just so they look bad. In ancient times, they believed evil spirits would attend the wedding to curse the bride, and dressing the bridesmaids the same was a technique to confuse them. The evil spirits tried to get me at my wedding, but I'm pretty sure they got Joni instead. And of course, wedding traditions vary among different cultures. I wanted to learn about some of these exotic traditions, so naturally, I reached out to my one diverse group of acquaintances, my diet group. And what I heard shocked me. Take a listen. Well, hello everyone. Hi, gal. Hi, Hola. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking, and thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's no problem. Happy to find the time in my schedule. Now, this is something us gals like to gab about anyway. But I'm very excited because today we're going to do some reminiscing on the best day of our lives, our wedding day. Oh, I, I love that. Oh, okay. Now we all know that a wedding without tradition is just a birthday party. So I invited you all over to talk about the subject of traditions and rituals on the wedding day. You're my most culturally diverse group of friends because there's one foreigner. Gracias. What did she say? We'll never know. It's fine. Just let it go. Why don't we go around and just say our names and reintroduce ourselves to ourselves and each other? I am Trish McGinn. I am a mother of eight. I have、uh, seven daughters and a son. My husband. Uh, whom I love, I've been married to him for eight and a half years. We have a wonderful relationship. We stick to our corners.、Uh, it's very funny to stand back and observe、um, all the fun things he does. He likes golf, using the barbecue. He really likes spending time. Uh, with other gentlemen in the neighborhood, they sit on our porch and they smoke cigars. So that's fun for him, and and I watch him have fun. Ooh! Invite me next time. Absolutely, you're welcome anytime. We stay inside. All right. Well, I have plans. 
Hola, Juanita Acevedo de Ramirez. <laughs> it's so good to be back. I just have a little surprise for my ladies. Oh. Yes, it's a little bit of good news. Did you win the lottery? No, no, no lottery. It's, it's not, not necessary because we're so rich. <laughs> I don't play. I don't play. I want to tell you that Federico and I had a baby. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Congratulations. What a blessing. Oh, yes. It's a blessing. It's a big fat baby and I love it. That is so wonderful. And now you have a clever way to fill your days. He takes up a lot of time. His name is Carlitos. He is just a, what you guys call a bundle of joy. And where is little Carlito today? Eh, uh, Carlitos? It's just home. Oh, is he watching himself? I guess. He, he doesn't move around a lot. So as long as I come back in 45 minutes, he should be fine. And how old is he? He's five months. Oh, then that's fine. Yes. <laughs> I think that's fine, that's too. That's reasonable. Mm -hmm. I started leaving Judy and the boy at home alone around three or four months. That's right. I put them in the center of a, of a large bed, and I surround uh, the infant. I surround them with soup cans. Oh, so they can't move past the soup can. That's right. Uh, hello, everyone. Wonderful to see everyone. Once again, my name is Edna Rasborski. I uh, have a husband named Gil Rasborski. Uh, we are childless. I am unable to have children. Uh, the doctor has called my uterus dusty and eggless. Aye, aye, aye. I have two basset hounds. One is named Pamela. The other one is named Ella. Pamela is beautiful. She's very frisky. She's fun. Ella, um, Ella likes girls. Wow. Those basset hounds, they are a lot. I mean, I envy you can just leave a baby at home by itself. It doesn't go anywhere. The basset hounds, they get into everything. I mean, you would not believe it. It's like chocolate bars, panties, tools, panties, you name it. What a heartbreaking life. I will pray for you. I will pray for you as well. I'll pray for you also. Well, anyway, ladies, how does the little ditty go? First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage, and then death. Well, I remember my wedding very, very fondly. I was married in June, uh, as is the traditional month for weddings. I remember my wedding as if it was a week of events. On Monday, I went to confession. I needed to clear my soul before I received uh, communion and my husband uh, that weekend. So I spoke with Father Daniel about uh, what my sins were on that Monday. And I felt free as a bird, as, as, as they say. Uh, the sins were lifted right off my back. And then my mother and I spent some time together on Tuesday. We sat across from each other, um, our knees touching. I remember this, and we prayed the rosary Uh, Wednesday, I made sure to press my dress alone in the evening, uh, and that was a day that I chose to fast. Thursday was a wonderful day where I locked myself in my closet, and I sang some of my favorite religious songs. What day was your wedding on? It was on a Sunday. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Friday was a lot of fun. Now, this was a day where my family sat around our family dinner table, We said a blessing over a meatloaf, and everyone gave me one compliment. I felt inflated and a little guilty. So then I went to confession again on Saturday, and on Sunday was the big day. I woke up at 5.15 in the morning, and my mother and I stirred some hot water. And what does the stirring of the hot water symbolize? It symbolizes purity. In the olden days in the Catholic Church, you used to pour that hot water right over your 
genitals. Well, Trish, that's really exciting to hear. It was a wonderful memory. And now, Juanita, I am so excited to hear about a Cuban wedding. It's Cuban. Right. So in Cuban culture, it's tradition for the bride to be given away by all of her past lovers. What? So I had a lot of men walking down the aisle. I had Rodolfo, Federico. That was another Federico that I used to date. Juan Carlos, Alejandro, Esteban, San... This guy was a saint, so I used to call him San Lazaro, but his name was Lazaro. And who gave Federico away? His mother. I am constantly reminded how far away you are from. Well, now, I'm so curious to hear about some Polish wedding traditions. Oh, yeah. Well, Poland, we have a lot of wedding traditions that survived, you know, the passage on the boat to America. So we keep those up. One of the major memories I have is after the bride and groom get married in Polish-American weddings, rather than throwing rice to the bride and groom, they throw coins. And boy, people were just pelting them at us. I got a couple in my eyes, so that really put a damper on the rest of the wedding because I couldn't see a darn thing. I mean, I just had two swollen eyeballs. And also one of the other traditions is that the bride throws straw at the uh, small children that are following her afterwards. Once again, I don't really have any idea why. That also proved to be very problematic because I think that that hay was filthy. There must have been animal feces particles in the hay, and that carries a lot of bacteria. So needless to say, the kids were out for the day after that one. Oh, oh, it's so dirty. I think I stepped in feces. That's all right, Maribel. Watch your step, and it's right over here. This? This is where you live? You're impressed, or do you feel a little uncomfortable? Uh, I mean, it's literally a, a tin box. It's it's no bigger than my daddy's tool shed. Yeah, well, this is my humble home, and while it may be small, I built it with my own hands, so... Did that take a long time? Because it really doesn't look like it would take anyone that long. I feel like I might be, even be able to build something like this. Yeah, no, it didn't take a long time at all. Well, let's try and open the door, which is really just a flap. Oh, somebody's home. Nana? William, Nana. is that you? It's me, Nana. How are you? I, I brought a friend home to introduce you to. Oh, is it Bobby? Oh, no, Nana. Nana, Bobby's been dead. Oh. He's, he's gone now. We have, to, we have to move on. Goodbye, Bobby. No, no he's not leaving. Sorry, Maribel. Bobby's my brother. He he died in a river. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Was it a swimicide? Yes. Nan... Could you stand up? Because I'd, I'd love for you to see eye to eye with this beautiful woman I've been spending some time with. I'll give it a shot. Oh, please be careful. Um, there we go. Uh, uh, Hi, it's lovely to meet you. My name is Maribel. Daryl, nice to meet you. This is my Nana June. She thinks your name is Daryl. Just go along with it. Did you finally find your angel to paint, William? <laughs> You're embarrassing me. So this is where you both live, huh? Yeah, this is where we live, and that's Nana's corner over there, and this right here is, is my corner. Let me just oh, get these pictures and turn them around real quick. Don't want you to see those. Are those your art? No, no, no. Uh, I'm not ready to show those to anybody. But William, I just know you have so much talent. Let me see. Do a little art show, William. Okay, well, <clears throat> my two favorite women in the world are in the same room, so I guess now's a good time as any. Okay, William. 
Oh, it's beautiful. It's a still life of a bowl of oranges. We saved for three months to buy those oranges so William could paint them. Unfortunately, they were, they were wasted because they just went bad in the bowl. It took so long to paint them. Well, you see, Maribel, uh, money doesn't buy you happiness. A lifetime with me would give you family and love. I love you, Maribel. I love you, William. I'm gonna sit down. Maribel? Maribel, are you okay? Maribel? Her mouth is wide open. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, where were we? That is how I discovered I am deeply, deeply claustrophobic. My mother told me that it took her over a decade to just get the ringing of my screams out of her ears morning, noon, and night. I didn't catch all of that, but let's move on. How about the bouquet? The bouquet was one of my favorite things. Mine was baby's breath that my mom grew for me in the backyard and harvested. And uh, it was so gorgeous to me, to me. My bouquet was paper mache. Oh, all the colors. My bouquet was a machine-made plastic that was painted by a robot. And, of course, the cutting of the cake. My husband was missing at the time. He had a lot of bourbon that night, so I cut the cake alone, and I had a little piece out on the patio with my brother Charles. My cake, oh, when I cut it, it, all the guava spilled out. In Polish-American tradition, there is no cake. Everyone in the town comes and brings cookies, and oh boy, they were my all my favorite cookies. There was brown cookies, white ones, tan, flavored with salt and flour. And of course, there's the bridal veil. It is Cuban tradition not to wear a veil as to not cover the breast. Uh, we, I had a practical wedding, so my mom just put my hair in front of my face. And in the Catholic Church, you can uh, have the option of doing seven veils in front that symbolize the seven corporal works of mercy. There's the beautiful diamond ring and the wedding band that the bride wears. I have to be honest, it wasn't the first diamond I was given. Every man that has broken my hymen has given me a diamond. Polish Americans, we don't really do diamond wedding rings. You get a chunk of bread and salt and a pickle. There's the traditional wearing of something blue, something borrowed, and something new. I carried a pale blue coin purse that belonged to my great-grandmother. She used it um, to keep her uh, handkerchiefs in so that whenever she thought of Christ's sacrifice for us, that she would be able to take the handkerchief out and just dab her face. I wore blue eyeshadow. And then I borrow my mom's red lipstick. My much, much older sister, Sue, gave me a pair of blue ankle socks. There's the tradition of the bride wearing white to symbolize virginity. My 18 sisters and I, we all shared the same dress. My mother took us out to the tailor, Mrs. Shabing, and I had one sister, Colleen, who was heavy set, and we had to get Colleen a different a different item to wear for her wedding. But the rest of us, we all wore the same dress. It was a beautiful white uh, smock dress with a scalp neckline, very modest, and we wore that with a nice penny loafer. Well, for me, I didn't wear white. I know, a scandal. <laughs> I actually went with a more Spanish tradition, which is to wear a black dress to symbolize devotion until death. Now, this dress was beautiful. I had so much lace, black lace everywhere. And it was, of course, as you can imagine, very low cut. Oh, oh, I can imagine. It really allowed for a lot of movement for my dancing. I was told that 
my dress was white when it was first made, but um, we got it on deep discount at a fire sale. It was a wedding uh, boutique that had gone on fire, and so it got dug out. And it was it was kind of more of a yellow-tinted tie-dye kind of thing. Mm, how unusual. Gorgeous. And then, of course, there's the carrying of the bride over the threshold by her new husband. I did not do this tradition. Unfortunately, my husband, my new husband, had a lot to drink, <laughs> and he stayed with some of his friends, and I walked myself over over the threshold. I was in bed at age 15, but later, his very good friend Jim, his college roommate, carried him over the threshold in the middle of the night, so he did uh, return to, to the bridal suite. Federico and I stayed out dancing till 4.30 a.m., and he carried me over the f- threshold. By that time, we had already lost all of our clothes. So we were ready to go. Gil has really bad sciatica, so he had to piggyback me over the threshold, which, you know, that we got over it. Well, that'll do the trick. Well, gals, this was so eye-opening in a very frightening way. Maribel, thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say that if... My wedding was tomorrow. You would all be invited. Maribel, thank you so much for having me. And as usual, uh, you gals are just, I, I like you as much as I like dogs. So long. Toodaloo. Thank you for listening to episode three of The Complete Wedding. Starring Amanda Lund as Maribel May. Rebecca Delgado-Smith as Juanita, Cass Bouguet as Edna, Mary Grill as Trish, Maria Blasucci as Juliet, Matt Gorley as Franklin May, Chris Smith as William, and me, Mark McConville, as your announcer, Mort Kleinman. Do you, the customer, Take me, Gary Nesbitt, to be your lawfully wedding efficient this marriage season. During a recent vacation to Cabo San Lucas, I was able to become a registered priest. Or at least that's what I think I was told by the fellow who did it. I will marry you. I will make sure that both the man and the woman are standing in the proper place and talking to each other about the eternity of marriage. I've got a book full of names that I review every single day, but if you've got a complicated name, I guarantee you that I'm going to get it right. That's the Gary Nesbitt promise. If I don't get your name right, you can chop off one of my fingers. So before you say I do, say I do want Gary Nesbitt to officiate my wedding. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.